Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to bluenile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's bluenile.com. bluenile.com. This is a Lip Media podcast. You're listening to All the Shit I've Learned Abroad. I'm Andrea Gillis. And I'm Steph Page. We're two Canadian expats now living in Australia and the UK. Between the two of us, we've been through the ringer in our travels, experiencing missed flights, volcanic eruptions, and even a terrorist attack. It's not all that extreme, though. We've also experienced heartwarming, life-changing moments and met amazing people along the way. So kick back and listen to All the Shit I've Learned Abroad. Welcome to another episode of All the Shit I've Learned Abroad. I'm Andrea. <laughs> and I'm Steph. For the first time in the history of All the Shit I've Learned Abroad, Steph and I decided to keep our the video on of this chat. So anyone that doesn't know, we do this over Skype. Everyone thinks we're like sitting in a stu- like a fancy studio somewhere. No, we're not. As we know, we no. record this from London and Melbourne, um, yeah. and we always turn the camera off because we, we always just, just can't do it seriously looking at each <laughs> other. And so even this intro, <laughs> staring at Steph, she was just mimicking me as I did the intro. <laughs> I figure we figured we've gotten much more professional now that we're 44 episodes in that we could look at each other, no. but we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. So we're actually I mean, looking, looking we're, each other in the eye. And we're we're practicing because we're going to be recording next week together. Yeah, we'll actually physically be together. So we're baby stepping into re- looking at each other. Yeah, Steph is going to be in London in less than a week, which I'm so excited mm-hmm. about. Um, Me too. And our pals over at Acast in London yep. have invited us over to their studios. Yeah. Um, and we're going to record a couple episodes from an actual professional studio. How exciting. Yeah, we're going to do a bunch of podcast shit together. And I'm really excited. Some big things yeah. are going to come from that. So, yeah, we have to get used to looking at each other, which I'm still as... I don't know why I find this so funny. I was saying to Steph, because I know if I'm like telling a story... And I've known Steph for so long now that I know her like facial reactions to things. And if she's like so disinterested in something I have to say, or if she thinks <laughs> I'm being an idiot, like I can tell from her, her face. And so now I can see her now. When we decided to leave this on, I was like, if you tell a story that's too long, I can't check my phone while yeah. we're recording. Oh. 
same. Or if you tell a Maybe story, edit that out. <laughs> I find really boring. I can't just, like a lot of the time, right. I'll just start looking up to the distance. But hey, no, we're here we are. We're going to do the whole episode looking at each other, Steph. Look me straight in the eye, Steph. I feel like with all the episodes that we've done and all of our travel stories, everyone must think that Steph and I have done it all. We've done everything. We've seen everything. We've been everywhere. But we have not. Yeah, I get that a lot. People are like, "Oh, you seem to do- you you seem like you've done everything." And I'm like, "That a that's crazy because this world is so big and there's so much to do that that's literally impossible." Right. But I have big dreams that I've had for years that I have not done. So we thought we'd switch it up this week and talk about all the things we want to do. Yeah, and we haven't done instead of talking about our experiences we want to talk mm-hmm. about the things we haven't yet experienced and that are still on the bucket list um, and I because- thought this would be a great opportunity I thought this would be a great opportunity also because some of our listeners you know if you follow us we follow you back and we're watching what you're doing as well and I've seen some of our listeners doing the things I want to do Mm. So this would be a great episode, too, for you guys to then kind of give us your feedback on things you think we should know as well. Yeah, exactly. So we've written down a few of our bucket list destinations. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Couldn't think of the word there. Um, And yeah, the places that we've always sort of dreamt of going and we have yet to do it. And, And also to talk about why we haven't done it. Yeah. Because there's always reasons. We've always said there's there's sometimes reasons. You you think of a place in your head and you think, I want to do that one day. But you're waiting for the right time or the right person to go with. And it's like, I feel like with traveling, and we've always said it, it's like, just do it. Just do it. Yeah. We've <clears throat> we've always used the, the, the Nike slogan, swish, and, just do it. And now we're about to <laughs> backtrack on that advice because we haven't just done these. Yeah. But we we're gonna we're gonna we get will. sued by Nike one day I think for just using their slogans so much, or I mean, maybe they'll become sponsors. I don't. I know. was gonna say let's let's take the positive route there. All right, Nike, if you're listening, they wouldn't sponsor us if they saw what you're wearing right now. Just oh, saying. true. Step to see me. <laughs> we won't go there. I'm I'm wearing an Adidas jumper. If anyone's wondering, I'm gonna start with my first one. Okay, go. And this has been a childhood dream. So this one's going way back. I have always dreamt of going to Easter Island. Do you know what Easter Island is? I've heard of it, but I don't even actually know where it is. And I feel like that's really embarrassing. Wait, where's Easter Island? (laughs) Can you please? I'm going to send you an image right now. It's so Easter Island is off the coast of Chile. And the reason that I haven't done it yet is primarily because of cost so I'll have, I mean, if I'm, you have to go to Chile to then get to Easter Island. So if I'm going to do it, I'm obviously going to spend some time in Chile as well. It's just a, it's, it's a big expensive one. And I actually looked at adding this on my around the world trip. Did you not um, do Chile w- while you did South America? I thought you did. No, no. I So I did kind of the East Coast. You know, okay. I did Brazil, Argentina, Uruguay. I haven't done much on the West Coast of South America at all or the North of South America. So I sent okay. you a couple of photos. If you take a look, you'll know. Oh, it yeah. Easter Island. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so they those... have the big Moai. It's almost like that it are looks, very... it's not Stonehenge, but it's 
a similar like the the rocks and but they're like carved out the faces i don't know how to explain it but it's one of those they're, if they're, you see the photo you know it yeah they're basically massive heads um and it's on a remote volcanic uh, volcanic island so you really have to okay. It's a trek to get there. And I didn't do it on my around the world trip because it would have taken such a huge chunk of my budget to do it. So it's kind of my dream destination where I've always wanted to go and haven't done yet. And I would encourage anyone who's listening to just Google Easter Island because if you don't know it, the images are stunning. And I don't actually know anyone who has done Easter Island. Do you? I don't either. That's why when you said, what's the actual background on Easter Island? Because again, you look at this, to me, it look it, like it's a similar sort of setup. It's not Stonehenge, obviously, I know. But it's these massive carved out yeah, so th- rocks. Are they rocks? It is rocks, right? They're, yeah, and they're basically oversized heads. So... There's over 900 of them on the island, which is crazy. Like, if you are trying to compare it to Stonehenge, how many are at Stonehenge? I don't even I know. Mean, Off like the top 20? of my head, I, I don't say, know. I would have said about 30. Um, okay. There's over 900 of these heads, and they know they were kind of done during the 13th to 16th century. Um, but they're massive. Like, they're just massive heads. I'm not describing, like, <laughs> to describe this, it doesn't really sell it well. It's a but, very um, iconic. But, and the one, the mysterious thing about the island is that they don't really know when or why the people of the island who made the heads, why they left. Like, that's the big right. mystery. Okay. Um, so they know that they put them there, whereas a Stonehenge, they're not really sure how the rocks got there. Y- yeah, there's a lot of mystery surrounding it. So they think that at some point there was about fifteen to 20,000 people living on the island. There's only 5,000 today. So the population has decreased dramatically. Um, But they they don't know why the people left. They don't know when they left. Um, And of course, as it's such an attraction, there's a number of tourists there. So there's a lot of discussion around how do you maintain the integrity of such a small island and its history and its culture and the people um, without just killing it with tourism. So I need to be conscious of that as well. Do you think over time, like they won't allow tourists to go there? Because I'm just thinking of this in this. So like Stonehenge, I'm comparing it to that, but Back in the day, I remember my parents went to Stonehenge. And back then, you could still physically go up to the rocks. You could touch... Like, there was no sort of boundaries. Whereas Mm -hmm. now there is. The only time now you can go up to the rocks at Stonehenge is during the summer solstice and the winter solstice. That's the only time they open it up. Whereas now, there's a big border. So you're not actually allowed to go physically touch them, anything. Which I get. But is it like that... Easter Islands now do we know or do you think it will become that so in all my readings I haven't read that I mean I absolutely would not be surprised if that's the case as you probably know they did that recently with um in Peru the Inca Trail yeah 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 so they've recently limited the number of tourists who can do the Inca Trail each year to preserve the trails and everything so I I mean, it would not surprise me in the slightest if they put those kind of yeah. restrictions in. I mean, yeah. I, I guess this is a really good example of why, guys, like if there's something that you really want to do and see in the world, do it before 
like again Stonehenge is a great example like you can still go see it but when my parents they told me they went and saw it back in the 70s it was a lot different then where you could still physically go up to it actually experience it in a I don't know just sort of a better setting than behind if you go now it's you're just like behind a rope and you're mm-hmm. quite far yeah. away from it. And this actually reminds me of actually one of the uh, the ones on my list for today's episode. So I have Italy on my list. Now, granted, yes, I've been to Rome. I've been to Milan. We did a whole episode on underrated uh, travel destinations, which Milan, the city of Milan, was one of, one of mine. Um, but Italy as like a whole, I still haven't really experienced a lot of Italy. And one of the places on my list is Venice. Now we keep reading in the yeah. news like how Venice is not going to exist soon. It's going to mm-hmm. like disappear soon. And it's one of those I've decided this year. Um, I have a friend of mine. She's getting married in Rome in May. And I've decided while I go to the wedding, I'm going to tack on a few days in Italy to do not only just Venice, but I want to do Florence. I want to do Pisa. Um, just the rest of Italy that I haven't seen. Now, granted, right now, coronavirus mm. is, <laughs> like, all over Italy, um, which is, we actually have a couple of people we work with that are uh, over in our Milan office now, and they're not allowed to come back to London <laughs> right now. They're quarantined. Uh, not quarantined. That I'm exaggerating, but they are not allowed to fly back. Um, but, yeah, Venice is one of them, and Venice has been on my list Ever since I moved over to London almost 10 years ago, and I still have yet to do it, and I know I was reading an article recently saying, like, Venice, well, it'll be non-existent very, very soon. And so now I'm just like, the fire's been lit. I'm like, right, I need to go. And the thing is, like, I've asked a few people about Venice that have been, like, some of the feedback I get from some people over here in the UK, they're just like, oh, it's kind of stinky. Um... It's got like too many people. It's overrated, but I'm still kind of like, it's Venice though. It's like iconic. Um, yeah. So I got to go. And I feel like Venice is one of those places. One of the reasons I haven't gone yet is because, and we talked about this about, are there places that you haven't traveled to yet because you think you should be with someone or like places that you, you don't think should be like a solo travel place. And I've always thought Venice is like one of those places you should go with a romantic partner and experience, you know, it's Venice. You go into the gondola and it's romantic. And I'm like, I'm fucking single and I want to see Venice before it's gone. So I'm going to go solo this year and I'm going to take a romantic gondola ride on my own. With like the like the music playing and the guy like what is it? He's got like the paddle. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just gonna have word for it. a solo romantic Andrea Yo. trip on a fucking gondola in Venice. I'm gonna propose to myself while I'm there. No, and... I just had an epiphany of what you should actually do for Venice. Okay, because sometimes you have a vision in your head, and it can play out that way. But it, people get too attached to the details of their vision. So what you should do is create a Tinder profile and say, looking for a man for a romantic weekend in Venice. Hear Steph me can, out. Don't give Steph me that can look. See, again, we're on camera right no. now. Steph can see my face. <laughs> I would No, if I were single, I'd be all about this. This is set the hardest side eye I have ever given you. But I'll No, set up a profile and say, 
looking for a romantic partner for a weekend in Venice. No, because you're going to get the most hilarious guys responding to that. It would be the funniest shit. And maybe the vision you've had is because the guy who you go with in this crazy Tinder scenario will actually be the right guy for you because he'll be funny as shit. He'll be up for random adventures. Like, I feel like the type of guy who would do that would tick your boxes. Okay. Tick my boxes quite literally. (laughs) I meant figuratively, but you know. (laughs) Um, I would love to meet a guy that would tick my boxes figuratively and literally (laughs) one day. I'm telling you, I want you, I'm going to set this profile up for you and okay. we'll see the responses. Can we do this, please? I'm actually game for this. I'm thinking it's going to be like end of May, early June. Uh, yeah, fuck it. Why not? I yeah, will, I don't then, even have Tinder, but I will, I will open a Tinder profile. I knew a girl who did this for a New Year's Eve day. She lives in London, England, and she was going home to visit for New Year for Christmas, New Year's. And yeah. her and all, all her friends were in a relationship and she wasn't. And she created a thing that just said looking for like a guy to be my New Year's Eve date and found the funniest guy. Are they married now and in idea. love? No, she went back to London. He was oh. still in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> but, all right. but it was a great story. So I'm going to find a guy named like Giuseppe. And he's going to take me out on a gondola. Okay, fine. All right. And he's going to take my box. I like it. This is a All great right. plan. Um, so that's one of mine. I still haven't done. But but yes, there's the rest of Italy as well. And I would love to do all of it. But what I'm planning on this year, my plan was, again, who knows what's happening with coronavirus. It might completely deter all my plans. But um, yeah. Venice has been on my list forever. Pisa, I want to do. And I really want to do like the cheesy. Yeah. Holding up I want that the too. tower. Did you do Pisa? <laughs> Have you done Italy? No. Oh, yeah. No. I did Italy, but I did the cliche, like, I spent a couple days in Rome, granted, for Christmas, and I went to the Pope's Mass, like, but I didn't get outside of Rome. I just did Rome. Oh, that's a lie. I did Pompeii as well. Rome and Pompeii. I mean, I loved Rome, and I actually love Milan as well, but, um, and Florence. Everyone tells me, go to Florence. It's amazing. You'll love it. So, I'm finally going to, like, complete most I wouldn't even say most, but some of Italy this year. Because, again, I've done Rome a couple times. I've done Milan, but that is not Italy. There's so much more to it. So, yeah, I've got to do it, and I'm going to do it. That's my number one bucket list. I love that one, and it's very achievable. My, I didn't really put down many achievable ones for me in the near future. My next one is to go on a gorilla trek in Uganda. Ooh, my dad really wants to do... Not Uganda, but he's talked about the silverback gorillas in Rwanda. Yeah, so yeah. Maybe so you and my, maybe you and my dad can go concept. on vacation together. <laughs> maybe. Well, I mean, I had a friend who did this uh, from home a couple years back, and he loved it. But he kind of he both inspired me and scared me at the same time because he loved it. His pictures were stunning. Um, he told me all about the experience, which sounded amazing. But he, this is the funniest shit. Like, this is when you talk about things going wrong, everything went wrong for him. So he landed, and what they did in their planning, him and the girl he was traveling with, was that they landed and went straight to their gorilla track. So I can't stop laughing already. The airline lost his luggage. Oh, no. So he had to go on a seven-day gorilla track 
in like normal everyday shoes, <laughs> like not in his trekking shoes because they didn't arrive in like normal pants. Like he was wearing jeans on a gorilla trek, oh, the same jeans for a week. And then I think he just had the same shirt and a shirt that was in his carry on. And then people like lent him their extra shirts from their luggage. But he said he was trekking every day and like, no, like, and this is a hike. Like this is yeah. not, it's well, intensive. In, it's probably like quite humid and <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think, right? So he yeah. was trekking through the forest in normal shoes and disgusting jeans by day two i would have um, loved that he was if he was wearing like you know some people used to get really dressed up when they'd go on airplanes back in the day it used to be that you'd get like still dressed up suited up yeah. yeah if he was wearing like a full piece like three-piece suit with like a nice yeah. tie and like belt and vest and he was trekking oh. out in the jungle with gorillas I wish- wearing a fucking tuxedo <laughs> or something. I wish he could tell the story too. And then on his way home, like he was actually in the airport on time and read 24 hour time wrong and just sat through his plane boarding and leaving in the lounge. Oh God. He was in the same so clothes as well. His flight. <laughs> I think he bought new as soon as the trek was done, but he like his flight, it was one of those things where it was scheduled to leave at 1800 and he read it at his eight and the flight was at six. Oh, and he just sat, he was there. He could have got on the plane and he just thought he had all the time in the world. He needs so, to listen to our Miss Flights episode because we talk <laughs> yeah. about military time or 24 yeah. hour time, whatever you want to call it. But the pictures and the story of what it actually entailed were so inspiring. And so it's been on my list since then. And I think part of what's held me back is that I want to get fitter before I do it. Like, I don't like, which is weird because I know people who aren't. So I'm overthinking that, but I feel like it would help. Like that well, will help everything. In especially life, if but. you have to run away from a fucking gorilla. Here's the thing. I, I think- I'd i be the one they catch for sure. <laughs> like, I mean, if the group started running and you know how they say you only have to be, you don't have to be the fastest. You just have to be better than the slowest. I'd be the slowest. Well, so <laughs> like, and that's maybe that's what scares me. Here's the thing: I I love the idea of like a gorilla. What do you call it? A gorilla trek? No, it's a gorilla trek. Yeah, a gorilla trek. Okay. Um, anything to do with wild animals? Like I did the safari in Tanzania. Mm-hmm. I've been snorkeling at the Great Barrier Reef, but like, there's something still with any wild animal. I'm like, I don't need to be in their business. And so something about gorilla like gorillas are they are fierce like they get angry and you're I don't want to be up in that so they do I've asked people about this and they do limit the amount of people that can be in the area per day and it's something really small like five or six people yeah and I was saying because these are in like they're saying these gorillas have been very conditioned from a young age so they're used so it's not like you're suddenly walking across a gorilla who's never seen a human before. Yeah. Like they're seeing humans every single day. Um, but you're not, obviously you're not touching them. You're not trying to interact with them. Like you, once you get to them from everything I've been told, you kind of sit there and just experience them around you. Mm, yeah. You're not, yeah, you're not trying to engage with them. Now they may come up to you and sniff at you and I feel like I would definitely have that moment in my head where I'd be like, why did I do this? Nope. Um, but nope, I really, I'm good. 
No, I would be, no. Like, give me a gorilla behind a glass any day. I don't need to be. I think it would be a cool experience. And my dad, he's the same. Like, that's one of his things he's talked about forever going to Rwanda and doing it. But I'm like, I, I, no. I don't know if I would find that enjoyable. I think it would be, like, it would be one of those things if I did it, I would think afterwards, like, how cool was that? But in the experience, I'm like, no, it's too close for comfort. Even when I did the safari in Tanzania, like, in the fucking Jeep, I was like, nope, that lion's too close. They're like, it's fine. The lion is not going to jump into the Jeep. I'm like, you don't know that. You don't know. You don't well, know. These are wild animals. I'm good. Yeah. Well, that's why. So one of our listeners, actually, that we follow, her Instagram name is Rebecca in the World. She mm-hmm. recently just did a Uganda gorilla track, and I was so envious. Her pictures were beautiful. Yeah. And she basically said, Uganda, Rwanda, and the DRC. Um, you need to get a permit. Only so many people can visit a day. You can only stay for so long. Yeah. Um. Maybe yeah, we should it do it, stuff, and I could do it as one of my... We should actually, now that I'm thinking of it, do an episode on... Well, I feel like this would be more me than you, but do an episode on things we want to do, but maybe we're too scared to do. But I feel like you're fearless. Oh. I'm not. So I feel like I... So I'm not fearless. I'm just very impulsive, so I commit to things. Oh, okay. <laughs> and, then, and then when I get there in the moment, I'm like... Why the fuck did I do this? Why, Why did am I, I do this? Well, I'll t- on my safari in Tanzania, so we did kind of a cheaper safari since it was a budget trip. So we did camping. So we had a guide who was actually pitching a tent for each of us each night. Mm-hmm. I assumed we'd all be in the same tent, but no, we each had our own tent. So the very first night, I actually was having a dream. And in my dream, I was saying to myself, Steph, wake up. Like I was screaming at myself. Yeah. And I woke up and my head was against the tent and on the other side of the tent was an animal like sniffing like right at my head. And I remember in that moment thinking, I'm like, I am going to die on the first night of my safari. Why am I, they didn't. And, but I was so mad because they didn't prepare me for what to do. And I sat there paralyzed in fear for what felt like forever until finally the animal wandered off. But like in I definitely have these moments where I'm like why did I do this well I remember when we were in Tanzania my sister and I we shared a tent and it was the same I remember at night you could hear the lions just Mm -hmm. like like roaring in the background whatever and the guys working there like they were all on like lion watch at night they would patrol the area they're like don't worry like if a lion comes we'll scare it off but then it was actually funny in the morning and obviously the sun had come out and everything and we woke up and there was guy. we hadn't opened the tent yet, but there was the guys sort of on patrol outside of the tent mm-hmm. and they kind of banged on the tent wall or whatever. And they're like, Hey girls, don't come out. There's a hyena sleeping on your doorstep right now. And there was, and we're like, no, you're kidding. And they're like, no, 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 we're serious. And they took a photo then eventually oh like got rid of it. And we, we thought they were lying. I don't have it. They just showed us on okay. their phone. But yeah. um, they were like, there's a hyena just sleeping at your doorstep. And obviously, it'd be, like, they, they, the thing is, like, when you're on these safaris, the guys working there, like, they'll stay and watch all night. So yeah. it's not like anything would have happened. But yeah, it was just the funniest thing where they're like, just don't come out yet. We're getting rid of this fucking hyena. We're like, Wah! even that alone, I was like, yeah, it was a great experience. But the time at the time, I'm like, I do not need to be this close to any lions or hyenas yeah. or <laughs> elephants roaming around. And yes, it's an amazing experience. But at the same time, I was like, there's a reason these are wild animals. 
and I'm a human being and we don't need to be all up in their grill. But <laughs> okay. So do you have one that involves animals not potentially killing you? Uh yeah. So the other one I had on my list, it's been on my list forever is Great Wall of China, which mm. I know you've done. Yeah. Now here's the thing. I have absolutely zero interest in going to China. <laughs> I, well, I really, that'll be that's gonna be a problem well and i know and that's i i really have i wouldn't say zero interest but there's just so many other places i would rather travel to before china and if yeah. i'm gonna do china the only thing i really want to do is the great mm-hmm. wall of china so yeah. i don't i don't know that's you've done it Steph. oh yeah it was incredible it's one of the most beautiful days of my life yeah and that's why like it's one of those i remember like as a kid we learned about it in school and you know, it's one of those things where, like, you can see it from space. And I just always thought that was the coolest thing. I don't know if that's true. Is that a, a myth? Or is that no, true? I'm pretty sure that's true. And what's cool, I think, that you'd really appreciate that you probably don't yet yeah. is the fact that when most people think of the Great Wall of China, they think of, you know, those pictures where they've redone the steps and you can yeah. climb and it's this pristine staircase. And mm-hmm. that is just like a one to two kilometer stretch of the Great Wall of China right. that they've redone for tourists. If you go outside of that and you climb the actual Great Wall that's falling apart and it's dilapidated and it's overgrown and you're Whole, like grabbing onto tree branches to climb around all the overgrowth to the other side to yeah. keep going. Um, it is breathtaking. And then, so obviously it's hills and valleys. So sometimes when you get up to the top and there's little lookout points where they built the, you know, I'm calling it a lookout point, but it was more like where yeah. the guards or whatever the right term is would keep a watch. Um you get up to those and you just stop and look around and you think, oh my God, it is one of the most jaw-droppingly beautiful landscapes I've ever seen. How long is the actual wall itself? Okay. If you had to take a guess, what oh, would your guess I be? I am so bad when it comes to anything in like distance. Like if someone were to say to me, how far is... I don't know, the shop from your house. I can't do it in distance. I can do it in like, I can be like, it's a five minute walk. Like, I don't know how to do, you know, some people are like, oh, it's five miles. If someone gives me that as a, as an answer, if I'm saying how far is something, I'm like, I don't know what that means. Does that make me stupid? I don't know. (laughs) Yes, it does. First of all, second of all, I knew it was big, but my jaw still just drops. That's what she said. What? That's not even applicable. (laughs) so it's basically twenty two thousand kilometers wow that's insane yeah so it's big i spent a month in china and there's so much to see and experience i know but i i'm just saying my only interest right now in china yeah fair enough i I don't really and maybe that'll change and maybe steph because you spent a month there maybe you can inspire me to do other things that's the only thing Mm -hmm. i ever really wanted to see in china yeah that sounds like how i felt about australia to be honest yeah but then you met a guy and you moved there you're kind of stuck there your venice tinder boyfriend is going to be chinese and you'll end up living in china (laughs) boom done okay so steph is just a fortune teller now she's seeing into my future all right what's your next one i'm speaking it into existence my last one colorado and utah 
Oh, did you not do that? You you traveled the whole U.S. No, I traveled almost the whole U.S. There's four states I haven't been to. Five? Five. And Colorado and Utah are two of them. How did you and not go to Colorado? Are... Colorado is supposed to be so beautiful. The... Well, the reason I didn't was because I had a deadline to get to California. So I had to be in California by a certain date for some work things. And... Then I overstayed in California because I had some amazing work opportunities that came up. So I stayed there a lot longer than planned. And because of that, I had a deadline to get home. So I figured with Colorado and Utah, because it's so beautiful and because there's so much to do, that I would make that a trip in and of itself. Okay. Um, so that is actually on me and my partner's radar. We're going to do that together because he's never done it either. So we're going to do that together. We're going to add it, tack it on to when I go home one day or... Um, when I visit our friend in California, I'm going to add that. We're going to add that on. So that's actually probably the most realistic. I'll be doing that one. Before okay. The other ones. You got to always add the tech, like the, the, the add-ons if you're visiting somewhere, right? Yeah. Like oh, especially gonna... from Australia. Yeah. Like if you're committing to a flight like that, you've got to make the most of it. Yeah. The only other, yeah. the only other two, uh, that I had on my list, Antarctica, Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Is mm-hmm. on there, yeah. so Antarctica. It's, it's one of those as well, though. Like as bad as it sounds, I feel like soon it's not going to be a place. Now they'll actually be able to do it more year round because the ice won't. For the reason they only do it certain times of the year is because the ice is frozen. But don't. But aren't they they kind of halting a lot of those trips now because it's adding to the fact yeah. that we're ruining? I don't know the environment and the ice is melting and they don't want more people there. Or am I making that up? I mean, I haven't read that. Oh, maybe I made that up in my head after. (laughs) I mean, it just sounds logical with all the environmental concerns in the world right now. They don't need people coming there physically there. We can like, look at these polar bears dying. Cause there's, have you, (laughs) okay, now hold on. I'm Andrea. Yeah. So did you know, 
penguins in Antarctica, <laughs> polar bears in the Arctic. They don't exist on the other way around. What did I there's say? No polar, there's no polar bears in Antarctica. Um, wait. But have you... no polar... Wait, I, hold on. Does this make... No, is this, trust me. I, I just stupid, learned this. Or did... I went... I just learned this this year when I went to the polar bear habitat in Cochrane, Ontario. Yeah. Um... No, the polar bears are only in the Arctic in the north, and pe- there's no penguins in the north. Penguins are all in the south. I, my mind was blown, and I just learned this like four months ago. Okay, so, <laughs> so I'm not, not an idiot for saying that. No, I read it on one of those like facts on the wall at the polar bear habitat, and I was like, so if I go what? to if I go to Antarctica, I won't see any polar bears, anyways. No. So if I went there and I didn't see them, my initial reaction would have been like, oh my God, we've killed all the polar bears. But actually, they just don't live there. They don't live there. It makes me feel a little bit (laughs) better. Have you researched at all how much an Antarctica trip costs? Oh, it's so expensive. I know that I've looked at uh, some of the companies that I've done like group trips with. So I did one to Mm -hmm. Borneo a couple years ago. I did one to Costa Rica. So that same company, they do a trip to Antarctica and it is astronomically expensive. Um, yeah. Like you're looking at, you could buy a brand new car. Yeah. Pretty much. I, w- I was fully willing to put that on my Amex <laughs> at any point. I'm like, you got a hell of a limit there. I wanna, oh, I do. Trust me. They keep upping it for whatever reason. Uh, it's quite dangerous. It's one of those trips where I'm like, this is worth going into debt for, which I yeah. never guys anyone listening don't go into debt <laughs> for traveling but actually well, maybe yeah. sometimes <laughs> i would yeah totally though if it was one of those where they're like right we're gonna halt any trips to antarctica in the next year because of environmental reasons i would totally be like take this 10 grand put it on my credit card done let's do this yeah yeah, so I mean, I that's only a few of the things on our bucket list. There's so many I came up with, but those were kind of the other ones I had was like the the salt flats in Bolivia. My friend mm-hmm. Ian, he's traveling South America right now, and he just did the salt flats. And Steph, you saw they the photos. Amazing. You're yeah. literally just it's like a giant mirror on the ground. Yeah, and Dave, his photos are beautiful. Oh, it's insane. I also had Victoria Falls in Zimbabwe. I had that as well, and it's funny because we uh, grew up. We grew up. Maybe that's a sign. I th- we should go together because Steph and I also yep. we grew up near Niagara Falls, which Niagara Falls is quite impressive. But we take it for granted. We do for sure. But we've been to yeah. Niagara Falls a million times. We need to take it bigger. Probably. We need to go bigger. Yeah. We need the next step up and that's victoria falls i mean i have done igazu falls yes that's pretty impressive where's igazu well. falls is, uh, where, where's that again it's along the argentinian brazilian border and depending on if you ask an argentinian or a brazilian it belongs to only their country oh interesting well that's like niagara falls yes. if you say whose falls are better yeah, everyone Canada, knows the US. canadian falls are better though please they are Every, even <laughs> most americans will admit that yeah Guys, we just wanted to give you a little taste of our bucket list. Again, we haven't... I know it seems like we've done it all, but we haven't. We've barely even touched the surface. Yeah. Scratched the so surface, much to I do say. and see and learn. Yeah, but what's on your bucket list? Tell us. Yeah, guys, we really want to hear what's on your bucket list. Or, like I said at the beginning, if you've done what we want to do, just bomb us with your photos. Like, kick our butts into doing it. And tell us what the real experience was like if you've hung out with gorillas and if it was as horrible as I feel like it would be. Um, all right. Well, 
Steph, I'm super excited to see you in a week. And guys, the next episode you listen to, Steph and I will be together recording from ACAST Studios in London. And we're super excited. And as always, if you haven't yet, please hit subscribe and share this episode or this podcast with a friend because the word of mouth really is the best way to get the word out. Yes. Thanks very much. And we will see you next week. See ya. All the Shit I've Learned Abroad is a travel podcast focused on anything and everything related to travel. You can listen to us on multiple platforms from iTunes to Google Play Music and more. And with that, please, if you have a chance, give us a five-star review on iTunes or whatever platform you listen on. That drives us up the charts and really, really helps us out. Want to support us on Patreon? Find us over at Shit I've Learned Abroad Pod. And donations start as low as just $1. Also, if you could follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Shit Abroad Pod and Facebook by searching all the shit I've learned abroad. Thanks so much for listening. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.